Hey everyone, thank you for joining me as we walk through the strange Paradiso. I um, am going to be a little bit brief today. It's getting closer to Christmas and with that, it's getting busier and crazier. People are trying to squeeze in for their appointments and I'm having to make concessions for a lot of my clients. So I don't have a whole lot of time, but I would like to share a couple of things with you while I have a little bit of extra time, okay? So anyways, today I just want to talk about things that go on within uh, police departments, sheriff departments, fire departments that we never hear about. A lot of these things are left unsaid. They don't talk about it. They don't report it. It doesn't leave like the confines of um, their cars between partners or whatever. They just kind of like keep it to themselves. We know that this has been going on for quite a while, but it hasn't stopped. Some of these things just continue to happen. I have heard similar stories to the one I'm going to share with you today. But there are a couple of them that have been told to me by some people that I am acquainted with who are in the law enforcement realm, okay? So the first one is there is a new housing community that at the time, this is last year, at the time this place was being built, you know, there's no power until people go in there and start wiring the place and all this and that. The names of the streets are there, but the houses, they're just frames at certain times, are just like empty shelves. No wiring, no nothing. So anyways, some calls were coming in and it was almost impossible because while the street name was being displayed while they saw where these calls were coming from. This happened a couple of times. The house was not wired. It was not built. It was barely a frame. I think he said that the only thing in there was like the wooden frame and some studs and a bathtub. So it was impossible for these calls to be coming in, but yet they were. So it didn't continue, but it was a bit unnerving to them. Like, how is this happening? This can't even be a joke because the street name was there. And I want to say that it even had an address on it as well. Both the times that this happened, it was at two different addresses. So, I mean, what what do I say to people who look at me with questioning eyes? I have no answer for this. Of course, it is a joke, but it's a joke that is not coming maybe from a person. I know that there are a lot of uh, technologies that could probably be used to make this happen. 
but really, is that really what happened? Or is this something that is coming from a sinister, more sinister type of uh, realm? So I have heard about these things in the past. There was uh, one that was talking about they would get calls from this particular house. Not all the time, but at least a couple times a month. And it was always the same house. There was no electricity in this house. It was completely abandoned. No one had been living in there for quite a while. They were getting calls. It was like um, coming into 911. The thing about this is that it was coming somehow from this particular house. It wasn't even in the state of California. It was in another state. This was happening in. And they would hear actually a voice. There was actually like the voice of, sounded to them like an elderly woman. They couldn't make out what she was saying, but they could hear her voice. So each time this would happen, they would have to go out there and check it out and make sure that everything was okay, even though by this time they had they knew that there was nothing there. It's like, here we go again. There's nothing there. There's nothing that's going to be there. But yet, they had to go to make sure. Maybe it could be something that when we talk about paranormal, all right? But then there's also another thing that I was thinking about. Because with the houses that weren't even wired yet, that were just barely starting to be built, there is the possibility that perhaps there is some kind of a spillover, okay, from another dimension, from a parallel universe that runs right alongside of ours. Like I talk about sometimes, there may be a collision somehow of these two different universes, and so that's when we get like a breakthrough. There are certain things that may happen that we think, well, this is impossible. This couldn't or shouldn't have happened. So that is my personal belief that makes this a possibility, I think, as well as when people talk about, for example, the Mandela effect. Well, it could be in some situations, it could be that perhaps we just thought it happened a different way than it really did. Maybe we thought that it was the Berenstein Bears, but it actually has been the Berenstein Bears all, all the time and things like this. Because sometimes we do make mistakes, you know, that is a possibility. But also, once again, these things could have actually been because of a spillover from that parallel universe because it runs right alongside ours. That's why they're parallel. They're kind of close together. And so when certain things happen, I'm going to say even maybe certain natural type of events, maybe 
a really big earthquake, maybe a thunder and lightning storm, certain natural disasters. I believe that at those type of moments, it is a possibility that that can spill over into a different dimension right next to ours, as well as theirs being able to spill over into ours because of that energetic force that allows these things to happen. That, that universe, it is said that there are different versions of each person alive today in our realm, all right? So it is said that there's a different version of me in that universe. There's a different version of you and all of you in those other universes. I know it's uh, difficult sometimes to grasp that concept. And I can't even tell you guys that it's 100% true. It's a fact that there is and there are parallels because I truly cannot prove it. Do I, do I believe that there are? Yes, I do. It would explain a multitude of things that we have been questioning for a very long time. It would explain how certain people look alike. I don't know if many of you have had this thing happen to you where you might meet someone and say, I know someone who looks just like you, or I met someone before who looks exactly like you. Do you have a twin? Blah, blah, blah. I heard someone, this has happened to me maybe twice in my life, where someone said, I saw you. I saw you earlier today. And this happened to me a few years ago. Someone said, I saw you earlier today, and you were on that motorcycle. They said that they saw my husband and I on his red motorcycle. And I was like, no, because we weren't riding today. They were like, nope, it was that bike. It was you guys. I saw you. No. And it's, I'm not saying that he's the only person in the world with a red Harley. But I will tell you that there are some distinctive features about that particular bike that no one else has. Plus, my husband and I are like opposites. We don't exactly look alike. We are opposites. He's blonde, okay? I have dark hair. So I had to think about it and I just gaffed it. You know, I wasn't going to put too much energy into it, but it still made me think about it. Like, and this was a person who knows us very well. This is someone who is like a family member. And she was just adamant about it. No, I saw you guys. It was you guys. No, it wasn't us. We weren't out today writing. So these type of things that happen, it's just kind of like leads me to believe and accept this parallel universe thing. And I, I have to tell you, 
the further, you know, as we move forward and hear more and more stories and um, accounts from people and the things that they have experienced and seen in their lives and so on, some of these scenarios that are being reported just make me feel more comfortable with that belief about the parallels. It is kind of strange when you stop and think about it because I'm thinking, okay, well, in that other universe, I mean, am I uh, just an average, regular person? Am I a mean person? Am I who I am? It's, it just leads me, you know, the way my mind works. It leads me to just ask more and more questions. What would happen if at some point we met ourselves? That's not so far out of a possibility because I have heard about a man who met himself. Very, very strange, and it's very difficult to grasp this encounter, but he came face-to-face with himself. Did the other version of him recognize him, look at him? Did they stand there and look at each other and speak at the same time? See, this I don't know. I've been trying to find this but uh, so far, I haven't been able to. It's, uh, it's a pretty wild story. Just like, okay, a little bit of time travel now. Apparently, there was a book written so many years ago about Baron Trump, all right? Baron Trump is the youngest son of Donald Trump. So... There was some book written, I don't know when, the 1900s, 1800s, and and this and that. So because of some of the things written in that book, some of the things that that happened and so on, many people have started to say, well, this has been a, a few years now, this has been going on, but many people were starting to say that Donald Trump is a time traveler and that so is his son. I have not read that book, all right? I It just didn't really interest me enough. The whole, uh, yeah, I just didn't read it. But when I think about it now, my curiosity is starting to get the better of me. So I may at some point look look at that and read it and see how I feel about it. This is kind of wild, okay? And I don't know if it has anything to do with the whole time travel thing because I did not read the book. But it is said that, I don't know, Donald Trump's uncle or somebody like that had some kind of um, papers that were written by... um, Oh, who's that guy, the free energy guy that lived a long time ago? I can't remember his name. Tesla. He had the Tesla papers or whatever that Nikolai Tesla had written and so on. Somehow, Donald Trump ended up with them and all this stuff. So I don't know if it has anything to do 
with that book and the whole time travel thing that people are were talking about or not. Once again, I haven't read the book. So every once in a while, I start thinking about this. And I know I'm talking about it in a chopped up sort of way, but that's because I really don't know. I don't know how the story unfolds. I don't know really too much about it. I'm putting it out there because I think that it might be an interesting read, leaving all the other stuff out, you know, it like if we love him or hate him or whatever, leaving all that aside because sometimes things happen. Now, we don't have to particularly like this person or dislike this person. We can't let that, we can't let emotion get in the way of us seeking answers. I am just able to put certain things aside so that I can get the answers. So to just say, well, I don't care because I hate that MF and this and that. Well, see, we're not hurting anyone. We're hurting ourselves. We are putting a ceiling on ourselves and letting something, letting an emotion block us from maybe learning something from getting the truth. So I'm able to put any type of feeling aside to get my answers. If I love this person, I can put that aside, all right? If I dislike this person immensely, I can put that aside just to get to my answer. I'm, I can't let my emotion get in the way. That's like, um, well, you know what? I'll admit it. I have done that in the past because I was at Ross one time, a long time ago with one of my sisters and Ross is known to play some of the worst music ever created. I don't know where they get their playlist, but it sucks. And so I'm in Ross and I, they were playing some kind of music. I don't know. I don't know what kind of music it was, but it was horrible. And I couldn't take it. And I actually had to leave the store. And at the time when I was there, they had some stuff that I liked. I was like, oh, look at this and look at that. But because of that stupid music, I let it get the best of me and chase me out of that store. I look back now how silly that was. I could have blocked it out, but I didn't. See, and so... I only kind of like hurt myself because those items that I had in my basket, I really wanted them. So we just have to be able to block certain things out. I mean, if that is what you are seeking, if you may be interested in this time travel theory and things like this, if you're not interested, then okay. But if you are, whatever the subject is that you are interested in, that you want to learn about. We can't let certain things block our path. We have to continue on. 
We have to have the ability to just push those things aside. Give it a different name if we must. We could change that person's name to David, all right? We'll just block his name out. We'll call him David. So to get to um, the moral of my story, I won't let anything get in my way. But that's just, I know we're all different. We're all individuals. We all go about things in a different way. I understand that. But as we move forward and then we don't want to look back with regret and say, I should have went ahead and did this or that because that's what I think about. Like, you know what? I should have just went on and bought my stuff and that was that. I don't have to go home and listen to that crappy music. So what did I really care? It's emotion. And a lot of times we let emotion get in our way. We let us, it sometimes can make us do things that we wouldn't otherwise do and so on. So we have to um, keep that kind of like uh, in check. And it's not always easy. I know, I know, trust me. So anyhow, um, how I went from phone calls from uh, empty houses to this, I don't know. I guess it's just my natural progression of the way that I do things. I don't uh, stay on task. That was one of the things they used to tell me in school. Well, you know why you're getting these grades? Because you can't stay on task. Yeah, I can come back around to it. So I'm just taking off course a little bit every so often. But that's, you know, all of our minds work differently. That's how my mind works. I go from here to there and back again. So anyways, um, I want to just share one more thing with you guys. And once again, it seems like I'm getting more and more of these stories. But anyhow, this is a um, case about there was, um, I don't want to give too much away because this person actually is still working. This person is still a um, a police officer. So I don't want to give too much away because it wouldn't be difficult, I guess, to find certain people, find where certain things happened. The only thing is that this one wasn't reported. So this person was working alone. And um, saw some strange movement. It was on a country road doing a patrol. It was about 1.30 in the morning. And he saw some strange movement along the side of the road. He thought that maybe it was a person. Maybe this person needed help, whatever the case was. So he gets his flashlight, he gets out of his car, and he starts like walking a little bit down there, you know, to the side of the road and the brush and looking around and calling and saying stuff like, um, police, do you need help? Didn't hear anything, but he heard a rustling. Well, when you're in those type of areas, there's a lot of animals and wildlife, you know, critters out there. But uh, no voice, no one spoke back, just some rustling. He just, 
oh, you know, probably an animal, whatever. So, okay, after walking around out there a little bit and looking around, he goes and walks back up onto the pavement to go get back in his car. I mean, trust me, guys, this takes a lot. I don't know how anyone would get out of their car at that time of the morning to go walking around in the trees and the bushes and stuff like that on a country road where there's nobody else around. No, thank you. But anyhow, that's why it takes a different type of person to be a law enforcement. That type person is not me. So anyways, he goes to get back in his car and he's sitting there for a minute. I guess he's doing whatever he's doing before he starts driving off. And it's like something drops, something very heavy drops on the back of his vehicle, like in the trunk area. He said it was like something really heavy dropped out of the sky and fell onto the trunk of his car and it made the whole car like move, like the back end went down and then kind of like on a spring, like down and up again. So he gets out of his car. Are you kidding me? He gets out of his car and he goes to walk around to the back to see what happened. Well, there was nothing on his car. There was no dent. There was no nothing. But about 12 feet away, there's this thing standing on the road. It was human-shaped. It had arms and legs. It looked like it was covered with hair. And the eyes were like a yellowish, greenish color. Looked like they were emanating light. So you could imagine he was stunned for a moment. For a moment, He shined his flashlight on that thing. And he said that's when he could see that it was covered with hair. And it was just standing there. He says, it started to approach me slowly, but its legs were not moving. He said it was like if it was on one of those things at the airport that you stand on and it moves you. Oh my gosh. Okay, because it gets worse, guys. So it's moving towards him slowly. And that's when he realized that this thing had horns like a bull. Oh my gosh. He said, I heard my feet running, but I was standing still. He started to make this wailing sound. He says, like, oh, oh, like that, because he was so frightened. He said he wasn't that scared like that until he saw those horns like a bull. And then the thing got so close to him and he was backing up. He was trying to open the door to his car and then it vanished. Now, 
This was not in the area where we have heard about the Beast of Bray Road. It was not in that area. He did not patrol on the country roads, any of them, again. It shook him up and traumatized him so bad. Because the other thing that he noticed in all of this afterwards, when he could calm down a little bit and gather his thoughts, that thing did not have feet. That thing had hooves. Okay, I got to tell you, I am like feeling chilly right now. So picture that. He is confronted by a hairy humanoid because of the arms and legs. Wasn't wearing clothes. Just hair, he said. Or fur, some kind of fur. He cannot remember a face. All he can remember are the yellow, greenish eyes. And he doesn't say glowing. He says it was like they were emanating light. I don't know if there's a difference. When I think about glow, I think about something that can almost create like a halo in the area they're glowing in. But this seems to be like maybe some sort of a headlight where it lit up the area in front of it a little bit. That's what it seems like. I could be wrong, but he just didn't say glow. With horns like a bull and hoofs. What does that sound like to you guys? I know what it sounds like to me. And uh, it's not good. And the reason that I bring this up about it wasn't in the area where it has been reported, the Beast of Bray Road and all that stuff is because if it was in that area, we would have had a pretty good idea what it was that this guy was confronted with. But it wasn't. It was actually closer to California than than not. It just didn't happen in California, but it didn't happen far away from California. The state this happened in was not that far. So that was never reported to like his uh, captain or whatever you call them, any people that he worked with and if his co-workers, the psychologists, no one. It was not reported. So these things have and continue to happen. And when you think about people like police, and not only small town, but police in general, even in the city, Some of the things that these guys see, these men and women, some of the things that they see are no joke. And when it stops them in their tracks, when it 
traumatizes them. You got to think about it. It takes a lot. It takes a lot to traumatize first responders. And this traumatized this man. Not only that, but this man was a veteran. This man had seen war. So he wasn't just a easy to scare type of individual. Why do these things happen? Why was this thing out there? Why was he lured out of his car or was he? Was it just something that happened and so he got out of his car and went to go look in the bushes and this and that? Or was it done to get him out of his car? Was it done for a sinister reason? The fact that this thing got so close, I mean, I don't know if it came within uh, an arm's reach. I don't know if it got that close to him. But the fact that it got so close and then vanished, it kind of um, makes me feel like it was an announcement. We spoke about that yesterday about certain things happening, like people who may see something, then the thing goes away and that's it, as an announcement. Like there is something there and they're just letting you know. Either I am here or we are here or something like that. Maybe it's a warning. Yeah, I'm here so don't come back. So I just wanted to share that with you guys. Um, But anything, oh, I got goosebumps again. Anything to me that um, has to do with entities, with horns, with hooves, stuff like that. No, no, that is, mm -mm. that is really, really bad juju right there. Okay, so um, that's all that I've got for today. I am hoping to come back on Friday and share some more stuff with you. Because of my schedule, I don't have a lot of time to write things down. Sometimes that's good because when I have to read my own writing, kind of um, makes me go slower because I just kind of like scratch when I write and um, I have to try to decipher it. But um, I'm going to try to be back Friday with some more stuff and um, share with you guys. Anyways, um, I have had a few people asking me to talk a little more about Christmas. I might do that the closer we get, all right? I might do that next Monday, get into a little bit more of that. I want to tell you guys something, okay? I like Christmas. I like the season. I like the colors and the just that warm feeling that we get. So I, it's not like I'm trying to um, make everybody feel bad about Christmas and stuff like that because I don't think that we should. I had a talk with a friend earlier today about Christmas and she kind of like put things in perspective for me. So I'm going to share some of that with you probably next Monday, okay? Anyways, um, I want to thank all of you for joining me. Thank you for walking along with me through this strange paradiso. And it seems to be getting stranger all the time. We'll be talking again soon, guys. Everybody have a 
great rest of your day. Ciao.